Mark chapter 1, we'll read verses 35 down through 39, where it says, Now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place, and there he prayed. And Simon and those who were with him searched for him. When they found him, they said to him, Everyone is looking for you. But he said to them, Let us go into the next towns, that I may preach there also, because for this purpose I have come forth. And he was preaching in their synagogues throughout all Galilee and casting out demons. We'll pause there and bow our heads and ask the Lord to bless this lesson. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you for your fellowship. We thank you that, Lord, we can trust that you are in our very midst even now. Fathers, we're gathered together in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray that you would satisfy our hearts. Father, help us always to be hungry for more of you, but help us to be satisfied, Lord, with what you provide for us in the moment, in the instant. Help us to be satisfied by your word and your will and your way. Lord, I pray that you would help us, well, to be looking for you, Father, looking for Jesus soon coming. Make that our desire, Father, and the purpose that we live Moment by moment, we give you the glory tonight. Bless this word to our hearts, I pray and ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, it doesn't mention it there in that short little passage that we read, but he is mentioned a number of times, and that is indeed the Lord Jesus that it's speaking of, if you didn't pick that up. Uh, this, was, this brief account here took place early and relatively early in Jesus' ministry, and Capernaum it took place and Jesus was about his father's business there uh, early here in the book of Mark. Uh, We can read there and elsewhere here in this this first part that he'd been preaching in the synagogues, he'd been healing people uh, of unclean spirits, healing people of their uh, natural disorders, their physical needs, fevers and the like and just generally making a name for himself there uh, throughout Galilee and the region there. And then after, well, after that brief time that it records there in the first part of Mark chapter 1, we pick up there in verse 35 where it says, Now in the morning, having, having risen a long while before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place, and there he prayed. I like this passage that we're looking at tonight. Again, just a brief consideration because it's just a bit of a snapshot uh, of our own life, of our own present day situation, you might say. Um, I'll explain as we go here. As we look here and we see him in the morning, having risen a long time before daylight, you know this was a normal thing for Jesus to get apart, to take himself away from the crowd, even the crowd of his twelve, and get alone with his Father. He took time for himself and time to fellowship with God. Uh, He valued that time. Of communion, You can read elsewhere in Scripture where he went up onto a mountain uh, by himself. He certainly spent time in the wilderness. Those 40 days he was tested by Satan and the like. That was perhaps a more uncomfortable time when he was by himself. Uh, but there were times when he, well, he set aside time that he might spend time in fellowship with his father alone. And evidently, as we read in verse 36, he didn't always share those plans because Simon and those who were with him searched for him. He didn't tell them what he was doing. Perhaps, maybe he did. Maybe he did tell them and they weren't listening. I don't want to project that upon them, but for whatever reason, Simon and those who were with him realized, well, Jesus isn't around. Where, where's he at? And evidently he might have been gone for some time because he woke, woke well before 
uh, the daylight, and he went out by himself. Uh, we used to be a little bit less informed uh, of what the goings-on were of our loved ones. Now, well, if I want to know where Allie's at, and I don't big brother her, I promise. I don't stalk her <laughs> by any means. But if I want to know where she's at, and I don't want to bother her, she's in a place where, you know, I don't want to call her at work or anything, but I can look and see, you know, find friends or whatever the case may be. And I can look and see where she's at. Uh, I can just pop it up, and I can know within about 10 or 15 seconds. That wasn't the case back then. Uh, you had to be told if you didn't know or you didn't watch. And so Jesus' companions here didn't know exactly where he was, and they didn't know exactly what he was up to either. But they were searching for him, it says. They searched for him. Searching, this word here in the Greek, means to track down, to hunt with the intent of finding. They weren't just, you know, hey, you know, if you guys see him, let me know. They were actually out looking for him, it seems. Uh, it wasn't just casual wondering where he was. They wanted to find him. And when they did find him, it says in verse 37, they said to him, everyone is looking for you. Uh, you know, it doesn't seem that he had much to say to that because as it goes on, as we just read a moment ago, but he said to them, let us go into the next towns that I may preach there also because for this purpose I have come forth. And it sounds to me that Jesus was on his schedule, wasn't he? Uh, he was out and he was getting up early, setting aside time before he set off for the next town, for the next place that he was going to get straight with the Lord, to talk with his father, to have that time of fellowship and just that time of still and quiet that oftentimes I find really beneficial for myself. To get up early before the sun comes up and go find out what the Lord has for the day and just to worship for a time. That's what he was doing. The Son of God wasn't above that. And when they said, hey, everyone's looking for you, it seems he just kept to the schedule. <laughs> I got up early, and let's go. He didn't explain himself. He didn't do anything, it doesn't seem. He just went forward. And we can read, if you go on in Mark there, we see that he moved throughout Judea. We know that he moved and, and spoke in Samaria. He went place to place to place, sometimes back and forth across Galilee a couple of times. Um, preaching and healing and doing all of those things that he did. And he did that until his earthly ministry was over, we understand. The schedule came to an end as far as his earthly time there. In John chapter 17 and verse 4, he prays to his father just before his arrest in that passage there. He says, I have glorified you on the earth. I have finished the work which you have given me to do. And now, O Father, glorify me together with yourself, with the glory which I had with you before the world was the schedule the the time the expiration date you might say of his natural life here was drawing to a close and he asked the lord he asked his father well to glorify him and of course his father did we know that jesus was buried after he was crucified he was buried and then he was resurrected and then he ascended and he was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of god we read in scripture now again i mentioned earlier this is kind of a glimpse into our own present age today. Kind of a glimpse into our own Christian experience, if you want to call it that. We can see some similarities in our own experiences, our own situations today. And we can find peace and hope in it. As Paul wrote in Romans chapter 8 and verse 34, Paul says there, Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died, and furthermore is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God. When he closed out his work here and it was the schedule was complete, he had wrapped it all up and he finished it all up. He said it was finished there at the cross. Well, he died, 
was resurrected and went up and ascended and was sitting even at the right hand of God. And now he still works on our part, who also makes intercession for us. Still working for us, just as he was on the earth, perhaps in a little bit of a different capacity, you might say, walking from place to place, traveling from place to place on the earth. But his purpose was the same. It was to teach, to deliver, to intercede for mankind in the, in the capacity that he was while he was walking here, to tell them of himself and his Father, to prepare them for the Holy Spirit's coming and all of those things. He was healing and he was delivering and he was assuring of what he could do for them in reconciling them to his Father. He continues to be in constant communion just as he was on that morning with his father. He continues to intercede on our part. Not in solitude, perhaps, but he's there with his father. And he continues to be still on schedule, on a schedule even, something that's aligned and set. He had a purpose. Uh, In Mark chapter 13 and verse 32, we read of that schedule that he's on that, well, the finishing of that schedule gets nearer and nearer every day. Mark 13 and verse 32. But of that day and hour, no one knows, Jesus said, not even the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. Take heed, watch and pray, for you do not know when the time is. The Father knows exactly what the time is. He knows exactly when the hour will be. We don't. And so to that end, if you want to look at it again in the context in comparison with our With our opening passage there, we don't know where he is, you might say, in a manner of speaking. We don't know where he is now. We know where Jesus is. But when you're like, when you're expecting someone, you're like, where is he? That's how we are with the Lord Jesus. And I trust, getting a little bit more ahead of myself, that you're searching for him. I trust that that is what our purpose is to be looking. Where is he? Uh, If we're with him as the, well, as Simon and those other ones were, Simon and those who were with him searched for him. They said, where is he? Where is he? (laughs) Where is he? Now, again, perhaps he told them where he was going. Perhaps he even offered, hey, I'm going to get up before before the dawn, and, and perhaps you want to come with me. He did that later on on that night that he was arrested, asked them to pray with him. Or perhaps he just went off by himself, according to his own schedule, his own time, his own communion, his own being about his father's business, whatever the situation might be. Today, Jesus is still about his father's business. And he is perfectly on schedule. And we should be wondering, where is he? Trusting him to show up whenever he so chooses, but certainly to be searching, to be tracking and hunting with the intent to find. We know he's with his father, but we also know he's on a schedule and he's working always and we should be looking for him. Now, little children, John says in 1 John 2, abide in him that when he appears, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. Saints, the Lord is still communing with his Father. The Lord is still interceding on our behalf. You know he spoke with the Lord, with his Father, about well, about those who were with him. You can read in John 5, you can read in John 17, you can read a number of different places where Jesus prayed for his people. He continues to intercede as he's there at his Father's right hand. Continues to intercede on our behalf. Continues to teach. Continues to deliver. Continues to heal. Continues to be about his father's business on his father's schedule. How wonderful would it be if everyone was looking for him? How wonderful would it be 
If every heart, every heart among mankind was looking for him and searching for him, hunting with the intent to find, that isn't the case, saints. But it should be and can be, and I trust is for us, that we are searching for him, looking for him, and waiting for his return. Uh, Trust him that he will return soon enough, and look for that day with joy.